Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, April 17th, Easter Sunday, so if you're celebrating Easter Sunday, happy Easter to you, and uh, if not, then I hope you're having a good Sunday, so hopefully your week goes well as well. Yes. (laughs) Today, we are going to chit-chat about Moon Knight Episode 3. Does anybody know what the name of this episode is? Really? Uh, I do. I have it no is idea. The Friendly Type. The Friendly Type. Okay. Uh, before that, though, there was some Ezra Miller stuff that came out. And if you got a good laugh at me and Richard's little debate we had last week, this is not to be a debate. This is not to heat anything up. This is just to kind of, like, give, I think, a f- more full story as to, like, what's kind of been happening with him. So... From the articles that I read, my understanding, Ezra Miller has kind of been showing off a little bit, showing his ass a little bit in Hawaii. I want to say that the sheriff over there has said there was like 10 encounters they've had with him since he's been in Hawaii. Jesus. He's gotten one like vi- like traffic violation for like stopping traffic on a sidewalk or something like that. Yeah, something stupid on his part, on Ezra's part. Like, I don't know what he was protesting or whatever or what he was doing, but maybe he was just lit. I don't know. Regardless, it's dumb. So he went to that bar that night. He, uh, I'm assuming he got lit or whatever else the case was. He took a mic from a girl singing karaoke. He also lunged at a guy. And when I think lunge, I almost think like bros do when they're like, you know, popping off like at one another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, what's up? And trying to make somebody flex or something or flinch. That's kind of what I thought of. So yeah, the cops got called to that and he got put in jail for that. The couple that he's staying with, he met the wife at a market like the week prior, and he'd been staying with them that week. And I I don't (laughs) I don't know that he knows them outside of that, but apparently he was running errands with them and whatnot like that. Like he was just he was just hanging out with them for the whole week. Uh, (laughs) So in Hawaii, uh, which which is odd. (laughs) Yeah, he's a. He's a weird dude. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, they bailed him out. They paid his $500 bail, which is another reason why I don't think that necessarily the bar out. It was more of a, I think he was charged with disorderly conduct. With his bail being as low as it is, I didn't think it was, you know, he did anything, any kind of harm to anybody. I mean, he's still acting a jackass, but from reports. After that, after they bailed him out, he came back. He busted up in their bedroom Like, he was invited in their home. Like, he's staying in their home legit. He busted into their bedroom, you know, said, told the wife or the the, them that, you know, I'll bury you and your your slut wife. These are, this is what's reported as being said. All right. I I don't know whether it's legit or not. This is all, this is all allegedly, too. We have to say that so we don't get sued. Exactly. Yes. It's all alleged. This is just from the articles that I've read what he has been reported as being said. Um, and, and, that he's Ezra Miller and he can get guns <laughs> was another thing that was reported as being said. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea. So, anyways, that's when they went and they get filed the restraining order against him and things like that. He wasn't allowed to contact him. He wasn't allowed to go towards their work, their business, their home, all that jazz. They've since then dropped that. Oh, and it was also reported that he reportedly stole... A wallet yeah. that had bank cards and social security card and driver's license and a passport. Yeah. And um, the charges have been dropped. The couple dropped the charges. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, nothing's been said, though, about them getting their stuff back, though, either. So I don't know if it just he just hid it somewhere or if he even took it at all. Uh, and apparently they're also like Ezra and his lawyer also trying to settle some other cases or another case, you know, in in Hawaii as well. So, yeah, and then, you know, since then, Warner Bros. has come in, and basically, you know, they're having emergency meetings and things like that, discussing Ezra Miller and, and because the Flash is coming. So, yeah, that's just that's just kind of a, a wrap-up of what went down and how things are going for Mr. Miller right now. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've, I've said what I've said about him. In in the previous right. episode, so, but anyway, right? Yep. Basically, he's on the crazy train. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's I don't know what he's doing. 
don't yeah. know what he's doing. Yeah. He's so I agree. Hopefully, you know, if all the allegations are true, hopefully he gets help. I hope that we have a redeeming story at the end of this. I think that's what everybody hopes. And especially, you know, just not only for the Flash and DCEU, but also just for him so that, you know, he can actually be a respectful human being yeah. in society. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Because, I mean, like, I, I always go back to Robert Downey Jr. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, he yeah. he started out his career, at, you know, being a cokehead, essentially, gotten some hot shit and drowned himself. Like, he, he couldn't get work. And it was John Favreau that came in, and that's what the MCU is built on. You know, somebody that was a, a nobody cokehead. So yeah, yeah. I I I don't want to spend too much long on it. I mean, we could do a whole episode about that. But uh, yeah, he, the MCU really is what kind of what brought him back. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. He was in Zodiac slightly before I think Iron Man, but I remember that it was Favreau who really fought hard to get. Yes. Tony, uh, Tony. <laughs> uh, to get Robert Downey Jr. in as that role. And yeah, nobody had, because I'd listened to a lot of like interviews with him talking about that. And yeah, he also suffers from a lot of like depression and uh, some mental issues. I don't, I don't want to misspeak and say he has something and then he doesn't, but a lot of mental issues as well, um, which also... To bring up, he had a um, a support. What's what's what are those things called when you're like an AA and you have like a member that always like hangs out with you to make sure you don't go fall off the wagon. Accountability partner. Yeah, that's not the name. That's not the term that they use. But anyway, <laughs> he had a guy that would always show up with him on set, and he was at the premieres and everything. Oh. Uh, he passed unfortunately. I think during like the whole 2020 thing. Oh. So I'm I'm very worried that you know one day Robert may fall off. Robert, like I'm like I'm best friends with him. Robert Downey Jr. We are. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That he may fall off one day. I hope not. I just worry, though. I hope he still has a support support group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently he's in talks to bring back Sherlock Holmes on HBO Max. Sweet. I like that series. So, I love that series. Yeah, same. That was a really good series. Um, And they left the door open for him to come back at mm-hmm. the end of the last one. A lot of people were like, how how is that even possible? And it, like, I think there was a stinger at the end where mm-hmm. he had perfected something. So, not to spoil that. So, anyways, yeah, I hope I hope we have a redeeming story with Ezra. You know, whether this stuff is true or not, the allegations are true or not. Uh, I hope in the end he does have a redeeming story. So, most definitely, yeah. So, Moon Knight episode three. Real quick synopsis that I can remember. I've only seen it one time. Basically, Mark's looking for Amit's tomb because they lost the scarab in, in the previous episode, and that's where he knows that Arthur Hera is going to dig up Amit, or he's going to go find the tomb and dig him up. So Mark's, you know, trying to get intel on that. Of course, there's conflicts between Stephen and Mark and the violence that Mark uses. There's a hearing for Arthur Harrow, and we see uh, the avatars of other gods come in and basically have a trial for Arthur and Khonshu, for that matter, really. That doesn't go well, and they wind up using constellations to triangulate where the where Amit's tomb is from a map they got off of our sarcophagus. And then, you know, Khonshu got locked inside of a statue. So yeah, that's pretty much what happened in the episode. So pretty much. Whelm factor? What are y'all thinking? Jeremy, what are you thinking? How how whelmed are you with this? Uh I'm I'm pleasantly well like I'm about the same I was last week where it's just like a tick over pleasantly whelmed. Um but, hold on one second, one second, one second. Let me also remind you that we are halfway through the series. Yeah. Okay, so now, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, still, just like I said, a takeover, pleasantly whelmed for me. Definitely not what I was hoping for with this series so far, but it's now that I've kind of let go of uh, it playing to any of the what I was thinking about in the comics kind of thing, or what we read, I've just kind of, let it do its thing. And it's gotten, like I said, it's gotten a little better, but it's, I don't know. It's just still got a lot more left to, to give, I think. Okay. So we're still, you're still at pleasantly well, though, right? Not whelmed. You're, you're tick over to pleasantly well. Yeah. 
Exactly. Okay. Richard, where are you at, buddy? I am still whelmed, but I will say that the first half of this episode was like my my whelm meter just dipped into the underly whelmed. Like when we we start having <laughs> really that, yeah when we had that tribunal scene, I was so angry and screaming at the screen, and we'll get into that. But I just thought I was just like, what the f- this is the dumbest writing I've ever seen in a show so far from Marvel. And yeah, I'll get into that. But I'm I'm riding that line of whelmed to underly whelmed. Like I am just <laughs> I am riding it on a knife's edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so because you brought up the writing of Moon Knight, just real quick, the writer has for Moon Knight has been allegedly hired to do the Nova. Does this make you worried for Nova? Yes, yes, it does. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> oh, all right. Honestly, Richard, I'm like right there with you. Yeah. And it's so funny. And it's not because of the tribunal scene. Oh, really? Uh, when this episode first started, I was hyped. I was like getting like mm-hmm. overly whelmed because I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is what I'm looking for. He's beating the crap out of dudes and like stuff's going on and happening. And then we got a little bit of mystery going on as well. And then Moon Knight shows up and he's immune to everything. Yeah. Like he's immortal and, and you yeah. can't hurt him when he's Moon Knight. Moon Knight. And I said, fuck the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, y'all have heard my beef with Superman. And Superman is a step yeah, below God. There's no tension there. Right. Yeah. Superman's a step below God. And that's why I hate him so much. Well, they've made it to where, like, Moon Knight can't die, essentially. Yeah. So what's the point of watching? Yep, I agree. You you and I are on the same. We're riding that bus, man. <laughs> like... <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I, I just when I saw the stakes go through him, you know, just to go ahead and jump to that scene. Mm-hmm. When I saw the stakes go through him, and 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 like he could even transfer, he he shifted, he shifted from. First of all, I'm disappointed in Mister Knight, but whatever. He shifted from Mister Knight to Moon Knight, and I'm like, what? Yeah, what? No, come on. I mean, and he like, kind of did that in the previous episode. Well. Didn't he have a stake already in him when he went from yes. Mr. Knight oh, to yes. Moon Knight? Yes, yes, that's what you're saying. I'm talking about he shifted from, in the previous episode, he shifted from Mr. Knight to Moon Knight. And, but yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. You're talking about while, while like impaled. Right. And then apparently his cape is bulletproof. Like, not just, <laughs> not just bulletproof. <laughs> It, like it, it slings it back at him. Yeah, he he absorbed the bullets and then slung it back at everybody. Oh, it like I that, thought uh, he had his crescent darts. I thought no, he turned no, no. around and threw crescent darts. Well, he throws them yeah, after like that. He flapped his cape basically. Yeah, they were spun and like it, like it, it's shot. Uh, yeah, it's almost like um, like Black Panther's suit where like it absorbs that energy or whatever. But I mean, this one actually just absorbed the bullets and s- s- spit it back at him. Yeah. Like Black Panther never bothered me. I like I, well, yeah, I feel like, like that was really explained. Yeah. And so like he pretty much is immortal too when he has a suit on for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, T'Challa had to wait for something to pass by to affect the vibranium suit so that he could actually stab and kill him. He'll kill Killmonger. But I never had an issue with that. But Moon Knight, I just uh, Yeah, when you I don't, when you make your main character literally like impenetrable to death or any kind of physical harm, there's no stakes, and there's no reason to even care about the action. And during this, like, the reason why, like I said, the first half I was irritated, but the second half I kind of wasn't, wasn't because of the fighting scenes. It was just because of, like, the kind of stuff that we're learning a little bit. And like I said, I'll get into that. But yeah, I'm right there with you, Michael. I even went to Reddit, by the way, this week after watching that episode because I'm like, <laughs> I've got to know, like, because, you know, Reddit has subreddits <laughs> for everything. And there's a subreddit for Moon Knight fans, just r slash Moon Knight. And I was like, I've got to see what what fans of Moon Knight are saying about this show. And weirdly, they love it. 
Right. Like I may be misspeaking, but everybody in in talking about the episodes and stuff love it. And I'm just like, am I missing something here? Like, should I? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I yeah. was on a whatnot auction last night and the guy was talking about Moon Knight. He was like, oh, I like Moon Knight. It's so this, it's, it's awesome. It's this, it's that. Da, 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 da. I said, dude, they made him invincible. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, that's a fucking big deal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what my theory is about all this? I think Moon Knight fans are so starved because they don't really get a lot of comic runs <laughs> and they don't get, obviously, he he's sometimes will appear in a cartoon show or something like that. I think yeah. they're just so starved that this is the first live action iteration of Moon Knight. Like, it's like me when Spider-Man, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, like it was my first, like, I mean, there's been previous, like, live action versions of Spider-Man, but to me, that was my first, and I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing, and stuff like that, but I, you know, I, I just think, I think they're wearing, like, you know, whatever, rose-colored glasses on it, or something. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, I know you got a list a mile long, Richard, on this episode. <laughs> what about like Jeremy? What do you got? What's your what's your you know what's your likes your dislikes on this? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I it's one of those that like I just I don't have a whole lot on it. I'm I guess on that one I'm kind of like you, Michael. I, I didn't have a whole lot that I like. That really stuck out in my head, except for I mean, like like you said, the whole being invincible thing, and it, it's still to me being a little too like like gimmicky or comicky, or uh, not comicky, um, comical. There we go, and just trying to play too much on that a little bit. But other than that, I mean, it was, I mean, it was it was a it was an okay show. I mean, I like I said, I really didn't have anything major that stuck out in my head right now. And so I was just going to let Richard carry us, and I'm sure I'll remember things here or there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, Richard. Doors open. Yep. Okay. Unravel your 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 list. Oh God. Okay. I didn't know where you're going with that. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to start with the biggest thing that I figured we can do most of the talking about. So we get our first clue on a third personality this episode. So yes. I, I like that a lot. Because I've been wanting to see Jake. And I think the bastards, I will say one thing I had do like about this series, they lied to us. I think they've been lying to us all along. I think every time Mark, or excuse me, I'm going to get these personalities all mixed up. Every time Steven has blacked out and then came back to, and there's been dead bodies around, we thought that was Mark. I think that was Jake. And also, to sort of, like, add to that theory is that when Jake is fighting those knife men on the top of the roof in the beginning of the episode, or near to the beginning of the episode, when he... Mark. Dis yes, sorry, like I said, I'm, I'm going to get these names <laughs> mixed up. When Oscar Isaac is fighting the knife men on the top of the roof, uh, there's a kid, and he, like, disarms the kid, and he's going to go, like, punch the kid, but then he stops himself and open hand hits the kid. Yeah. Implying yep. that like, okay, I don't want to be too rough with a kid. But it seems like when he came back to and he thought Steven was the one murdering these people, like it was Jake, obviously. Jake was straight up going to murk that kid. <laughs> right. So I, I seriously think all the times that we've seen, like, you know, the very first, what is it? The first episode the cupcake truck scene, the uh, where in the streets or whatever, and then they try to steal the scarab, and then Steven comes back, and he's got, like, holding the scarab, and it's all bloodied, and there's dead bodies everywhere. I think all that's Jake. Also, I think Jake's the one, this is not my theory, but one of the things that I had read, where Jake's the one that probably asked that woman at the museum out. Okay. He seems kind of like maybe a ladies' man or something like that. Another theory is in the comics, Jake has always been like a Brooklyn cabbie. Uh -huh. So he has like a Brooklyn Bronx accent type thing. People are wondering because Stephen is got a British accent. Mark has an American accent. Maybe Jake has a Scottish accent. 
And that's why the guard at the museum keeps calling Steven Scotty. Uh, Ah. Okay. Just a theory. May not pan out. Could pan out. I like that if it does, because that's one of those kind of like the, uh, what was it, split that you had mentioned, Michael. It's kind of one of those, when you watch back through, you notice things. So, like, I mean, you wonder if, speaking like that with Jake, I mean, thinking back to the first episode, whenever um, Conchie would say something about all the idiots back now or something like that, I think that, like, you know, Michael had originally said he wondered if that was Jake's voice, like, maybe it was the way that Conchu was, would talk to Jake and like, maybe that that's, it was actually Jake there. And then like you said, like now, now he's saying, trying to speak to Jake to get him back out there or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're probably dead on that, Jeremy. Also, I sent a text message to y'all before we started of the kind of like posters for Moon Knight where it shows Moon Knight. Yeah. It shows uh, Mark in a hoodie and then it shows Mr. Knight. I think that's got double meaning now. I think that's Mark in the Moon Knight costume. I think in the middle, that's Jake Lockley. Uh, And then the far right is Steven as Mr. Knight. Because I think when Jake gets revealed, he's going to be fighting and there'll be this cool moment where it's like, we'll summon the suit and Jake's going to be like, I don't need a suit. So, I yeah. I was going to say, like, so do you think, I mean, I guess it'd be interesting to see, like, if, if if he has a suit or not. And then, I mean, if he doesn't, does he have, I mean, is it just because of the suit that, that that he becomes invincible or whatever? Or is it just part of his being now that he has Kanchu or supposedly? Whatever? I think it's the suit because Kanchu mentions about like, see how you'll do with, you know, without my like regenerative yeah. armor or something like that. Yeah. I Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It seems like Kanchu's kind of over that. He grants power to the Moon Knight suit mm-hmm. or whatever. Somebody envisions that suit being... Now with Conchu locked up, I don't think we're going to get a suit mm-hmm, right. until Conchu comes out of stone. Yep, I think you're. So how is that going to look for the next one, two, maybe even three episodes? Yeah, I think from what I had read on Reddit, some people were like, "Oh, sweet! So the next episode we're going to get more of like a comic book Moon Knight where he doesn't summon a suit; he just fights people like a normal man." Yeah, so I think we'll see that. I'm wondering, we saw in the trailers, at one point he's in like an insane asylum. Like, I'm wondering, is that episode coming up or or something? Right. I don't know. We still need an origin. Are we getting an origin story? Like, I don't know. I'll say too on that picture, I'm going to post this picture on Instagram so you'll be able, everybody that's listening to this will be able to see it on the Comically Comics Instagram account to actually know what we're talking about. In the middle there, that hooded, you know, Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already wearing those garbs right now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not saying that that's not Jake. I'm just saying it, it's already in place f- if that is Jake for him to already have those garbs because that's what we ended the episode on. Mm-hmm. This episode. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like the idea that Jake's the one that asked that chick out and I like the, and especially, you know, if that goes back to him being called Scotty uh, because you'd have the correlation with the guard up front and also like Mark has been married and is possibly going through a divorce. So we know it wasn't Steven that asked her out. Yeah. And then that kind of makes Mark look like a big douchebag for, you know, <laughs> yeah. asking a, a lady out while he's, you know, married going through a divorce. And it just doesn't seem like he's that way, kind of. Mm-hmm. But it, it would be up Jake's alley to sit there and, you know, look for a nice dinner with a female partner. So mm-hmm. I like that. I dig it. I dig it. All right. What else you got? So I didn't realize this. So I've been trying to figure out more about Layla and stuff like this. At the beginning of the episode, she's getting like a fake passport, you know, to go back in Egypt. And she later on in the episode mentions how she doesn't need to be back in Egypt. So she's like, I guess, born in Egypt. Like she's Egyptian. She's from Egypt. The woman that's making the passport, I believe her name is Legaro. She asks, I wonder what your father thinks of his little scarab now. There's been articles I've read, and apparently Layla's name in in the credits is Layla El Fauli. And her father is believed to be Abdul Faul, which is a character, a very deep cut character 
from the comics called the Scarlet Scarab. Oh, cool. He basically gets a magical scarab and is essentially like Egyptian, like Captain America. Like, in other words, like he doesn't carry like a shield. <laughs> he doesn't carry a shield or anything, but he has like a, a, a you know, a, an outfit and has like super strength and speed and stuff like that. Like, he's basically... Moon Knight. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Does he carry it like a, like a triangle shield? No, no. Pyramid. No. <laughs> but it leads credence to in, and I don't know, I need to go back and rewatch the credits for the last two episodes, but in this episode, the Polaroid that was kind of cast in shadow is now revealed, uh-huh. and it looks to be Layla as a girl and her father. And on the far right, if you pause it, there is a scarlet, like, scarf. Uh, more leading credence to him being like the Scarlet Scarab. Okay. Yeah. There's also later on in that scene, Harrow brings up, and I don't know if y'all know this, but he brings up to Layla about something about her father's death. And it's something that like Layla has never ever shared with anybody. And somehow Harrow knows it. And then he tells that Mark's hiding something from her. In, I believe, in the original origin of Moon Knight, Mark kills, let's see here, what is uh, Marlene's father, which Layla is now Marlene. Yeah. So I think what they're, what Mark's hiding is whatever happened in Egypt back before he became Moon Knight, he killed Layla's father during something. I'm assuming we're going to see that, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting in that whole scene, too, is that probably he did something to her father. And, yeah, I would imagine that's going to come come to light. It's got to it's like, come to light here soon. So it'll be... But, yeah, I kind of got the same thing, what you did. So do you think that they'll retcon it to a bit where, like, her dad might have been an avatar for Kanchi before? Maybe even, like, either before Arthur Hero? Yeah. Before Arthur Hero? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I think they're they're just going to make him some kind of like, maybe not a superhero, but like maybe he was known as like, you know, he's this whatever famous Tomb Raider or something like that, known as the Scarlet Scarab or something like that. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of jump a little bit all over the place here. Uh, We see Midnight Man. We see Gaspar Yalela. I, I don't know how to say his last name. I apologize for mispronouncing that. The late Gaspard. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy, Jeremy, and to our audience, he's the guy that when they show up to look at that sarcophagus that has a clue to Amit's location, he's the one that has like a beard and is shirtless and he's riding a horse with the spears. Oh, oh that's yeah. him? Yeah. That is Anton Mogart is what they call him, which is the name of Midnight Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't get killed at the end of this episode. Like, he rides off and Moon Knight throws a, a crescent dart, a moon pie, at him. So, <laughs> I don't know if he will return in an episode because supposedly we saw, like, leaked photos of Midnight Man. I don't know if those were doctored, but they looked legit. So, maybe he'll show up again in a later episode or maybe he he shows up and they got it got cut because he... You know, the guy died, unfortunately, during a skiing accident. Yeah. Also in that same scene... So, like, I just... Whenever you brought up the Moon Pie and Crescent Dart thing, like, so I, my, my oldest actually watched it with us this time around mm-hmm. and uh, this one episode. And whenever Moon Knight was, like, you know, fighting and he was throwing his darts, my son goes, what is that thing he's throwing? And I uh, <laughs> Was so close from going moon pies. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. To to stop you real quick, I like the like I didn't even realize that was Midnight Man. First of all, but I like the setup of that with him being a black market kind of mm-hmm. dealer or whatever because he's uh, he's a thief in the Moon Knight you know stories yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, like that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we also get in that scene the Luik Monbaza as Beck, who I originally thought it was rumored, and I thought it was confirmed that that actor was playing uh, Bushman. 
Yeah, yeah. But apparently not, because he dies at the end of that episode. <laughs> he plays a character <laughs> called Beck, who's like an armed guard for uh, Mogart, you know, a.k.a. Moon, uh, Midnight Man. He also mentions that Layla and Mogart had history in Madripoor. Yeah. So yes. I wonder what the hell happened there exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm I'm really wanting them to unpack some more stuff with Layla because we've only got a few more episodes, like you said, and they're they're pulling up stuff that I'm like, okay, this is not gonna get explained by the end. Like, we better get a second season. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say this. I think Magipore is gonna play a big key at some point in time. Like if if you haven't watched Captain America or Falcon, sorry, and the Winter Soldier, there was a whole episode about Madripoor mm-hmm. and stuff going down in Madripoor. Uh, then we have this reference to Madripoor. A lot of talk of possibly a Wolverine TV show on Disney Plus when he's Ooh. Patch in Madripoor. Yeah, right? Ooh, I so, didn't know this. Yep. That's what I, that's that's the rumor. That's the rumor meal that I've been catching a lot of is talks of a Wolverine TV show with him as Patch in Medjugorje. That's cool. So I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Medjugorje is something. There's something there. I don't know what, but why why keep talking about it? You know what I mean? Like yeah. why keep making reference to it? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Oh, I'll say this also since we're, we were talking about that scene, uh, when they're being held at gunpoint during that scene and Mark just disappears and then reappears as Moon Knight on top of the, like, glass pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was cool. That was the most Batman-like moment for him. <laughs> because, like, supposedly yeah. people were just watching him, like, at gunpoint, and then he just disappeared somehow. Right. <laughs> and then reappeared. Yeah. But yes, we've talked about it already, but I was just like, so apparently Moon Knight's bulletproof and can sling bullets back at people. Like, okay. I will say, I do like the choreography. Like, the beginning of the movie, the fight scene, the knife scene, all that jazz. Even when he is immortal, essentially, and he's fighting all... Like, I like the choreography of this show. It's when he's fighting and we get to actually see it, it is actually good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I will agree. The The fight choreography is is nice funny moment too as well like if you live in the mcu now at this point like (laughs) how do you even function like when when honchu makes the solar eclipse and then at the end of the episode just like swipes the the sky to like the day that amit was imprisoned like everyone it 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 clearly goes and shows like does that mean you swiped right yeah exactly it clearly goes and shows like everybody other than like, you know, Arthur Harrow, like just normal day-to-day people are seeing what's happening in the sky. Right. Like, yeah. I'm just, I don't know how people, fu- like, that'd be like, oh, fuck, what now? Like, what? <laughs> what like, because we don't know where this, or we don't know when this is taking place, but like, if it is after like Eternals, a giant like <laughs> celestial head appeared in the sky uh, another one, yeah. like, appeared out of the earth and then turned to stone. Like, people got snapped. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know how people, like, even function a- anymore. Like, what's the point of doing anything? We're just going to, like, die. I uh, I was doing an interview with a guy the other night, and he asked me, one of his questions was, uh, if you could live in any book or, or TV or movie universe, where would you want to live? And I had to think for a second. And I said, uh, you know, I'd want to say Batman, but who the hell wants to live in Gotham? That's miserable. Yeah. I said, and I want to say the MCU, but the insurance got to be astronomical. Yeah. Like there's always somebody from outer space <laughs> trying to evade. I don't want to live in that kind of yeah. environment. I finally settled on Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's a good choice. It's like, well, like right now, you're like you're trying to choose if you want flood insurance. Well, you want like scroll insurance or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, though, it would like can you imagine the insurance? Like, yeah. Sorry, we don't have a. You didn't pay your whatever celestial clause in your insurance, so we can't cover your house. I'm sorry. It's like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> You lapsed on your Shatari insurance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
So uh, another another credence to Conchu being a dick, the whole I thought he would talk <laughs> scene. Apparently, Conchu's cool with killing kids. Apparently, you yeah. know, he's just cool with that. <laughs> I love that scene. I'm not gonna lie, I love that scene. Like that was that was. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I loved it. Yeah, because it was like it, it was a total like put him on the edge. He'll talk. He's like, oh, well, I thought he'd talk. <laughs> Yeah, that one actually like made me kind of think of the comic book that we read, like where he was that Deadpool esque kind of thing. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You're right. That does feel very from that issue. All right, so I'm going to get into the 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 tribunal scene because that's the one I have the most beef with. Now I will say, <laughs> it would appear that at the end of the episode, that maybe the Osiris avatar is maybe working with Arthur Harrow because he lets. Arthur Harrow go and like hold the Conchu statue and like talk shit to it. So maybe that whole tribunal scene was just a farce to like get Conchu out of the way. We don't really know until, you know, more gets explained. But at the very beginning, Conchu says to Mark when he's being summoned for that tribunal, he's like, our case against Harrow must be indisputable. But then he just fucks it up. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> like, he sits there and argues like he's a child. Yep. And then, like, he has no chill. Like, he has no chill whatsoever. He's, like, talking in all caps. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it physically looks like it hurts when he, like, takes over Mark's body. And, like, he tries to punch Arthur at one point. But also, like, the, he he's telling these gods these things. And Arthur's defense is just, nuh-uh. This guy's <laughs> mentally ill. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, what? Like, it, it, I was pulling my hair out during that scene. That's like you said, like, it, it'd just be like, well, he started it kind of thing. Like. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was such bad writing, I thought. It really was. I thought it was so fucking stupid. <laughs> Interestingly enough, we meet... Uh, I'm going to butcher these names, so I'm, I'm just going to try my best, and we'll just move on. We meet uh, Yatzil, the avatar for Hathor, which I also, while doing all this, I looked up some of what these gods are. Hathor is the goddess of many things, actually. She's the goddess of love, beauty, music, dancing, fertility, and pleasure. It seems like the way she was kind of talking with Mark, that like maybe Hathor and Conchu had some like, I don't know, relationships in the past or something? Because she's like, oh, he's never mentioned me? You know, I don't know. There was something there. Knocking boots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they do that. I don't know how they... Uh, anyway. Um, so, Stephen, you know, in the first episode, mentions the Ennead, the, like, nine Egyptian gods. And that's supposedly who this is holding the tribunal for Conchu and Stephen. There are only five of them in attendance. And we have Horus, who is believed to be the god of war and the sky. He's like the bird one. Okay. There's Isis, uh, which is the goddess of life and magic. There's Tefnut, which is the goddess of moisture and rainfall. There's Osiris, <laughs> which is the god of the underworld. Sorry, what? Moist. Yes, mo moisture. Oh, no. We're pissing somebody yeah. off really yeah. bad. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, there's Hawthor. So, what exactly happened to the other four? Well, he said, like, yeah, whenever he brought in, what's it, ha uh, ha Hero. Hero. Yeah, um, I was about to say Ahmed, but brought him in. He said that Kanchu is now bound to that area like many others here. So, apparently... What I'm understanding is that there's already some of the gods that are had, I guess, messed up and they've been been imprisoned in that same area. Mm. Yeah, there is a table when Arthur is coming in, and I can also send you a photo of that, Michael, if you want to throw that on Instagram for people to maybe see. When he's coming in, you see like a little table that has all the stone figurines, which I I can't remember the number now. I should have wrote this down, but the Egyptian like pantheon, like I thought there was maybe like four or five gods. There's like fifty of them. <laughs> there's like they a, got a god for everything, man. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> so there's just like a table littered, and we see it in the credits as well. 
I didn't realize yeah. that that w- that's what that was. But so maybe some of them have been banished and turned to stone or something. Conchu even mentions about the Overvoid, which I looked that up. Apparently, it's like Asgard, but for the Egyptian gods. Oh, wow. So the reason I bring that up is maybe with Gore, the God Butcher, because I do believe, Michael, some of the reasons why we're introducing some of these gods is so when we get Thor 4, we're going to have Gore, like, murder some, and, you know, we can use those because we don't care about them. (laughs) Gore, Butcher, some God. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just, like, I just want to be like, what if you accidentally, like, bump the table and a few of them, like, fall off? It's just like, it's just gone. I guess they're free. Uh, I don't know. So here's my two real quick. I thought before, you know, you reading it off and stuff like that and the credits and all that chest, I thought we got our first look at Bast, which is the Wakandan panther god. Yeah. And so I was kind of disappointed that that was not her in in that meeting because that would have been a cool, like, connection there. Yeah, I I thought the same thing as well, because that's one of the reasons why I looked up like, okay, who are all these gods? Um, They could say that like that is Bast, but he he, she goes by a different name in Egyptian lore or something. I don't know. That would suck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, you made a point earlier about Hera being in cahoots with that other dude. Do you think it could be like an ulterior motive in the sense of that guy wants Amit in a stone case as well instead of Amit being free. Well, see, that that was one of my other things that I had down why I had beef with that whole tribunal scene is Conchu gets banished for nearly, like they say, like, you were banished because you nearly explo- exposed the Egyptian gods. But, like, what, what, what did Amit do to get sealed away in a tomb? Why didn't they just put her in stone like they did with Conchu? Like what? I, like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like I just feel, <laughs> I feel like, uh, like I don't know. Like I said, this is just bad writing. I feel like the only reason why they did the like whole tribunal scene was so that later on, when which that's another thing that I have beef with, when he controls the sky to go back to that day. And I'll just bring it up why I have beef with that is like they use an iPad to scan the like little map to see what constellation is. And then she's trying to use like I looked it up. There's literally like seven apps that you can like look up what the sky looked like that day. (laughs) Like, why did we need Conchu other than we just needed Conchu to be sealed away in a stone? So next episode, Mark doesn't have the suit to do whatever he's got to do. But maybe it's because the app that she's using is to triangulate from the constellation that's already visible in the sky. So if it's not visible in the sky, <laughs> then it can't triangulate. Yeah. Which there's no like crossover there. Just... Right, right. There, it's not you can't combine the two apps. Which, by the way, <laughs> another beef that I had with is the latitude longitude coordinates that she gives is so generic. Like it just picks out essentially like a city. Like, if you need it more detailed, there needs to be, like, decibel places for that. But yeah. anyway, like, I, I'm just splitting hairs on that one. I can forgive that one a lot. But I'm just saying, like, it just so much was wrong with that, like, scene that I was just like, what are you, what is happening? Was there a uh, a QR code? Did anybody notice a QR code in this episode? Uh-uh. I looked. I've watched this episode only two times. And I looked on my second rewatch today, and I could not find it. I'll... If I find it, I'll mention it next, you know, episode, but I, I did not see one. I need to Google that. Also, it would appear, I th- we all thought that Harrow was Amit's avatar now, but he's clearly not because, I guess, because she's sealed away in that tomb, she can't just, like, possess him. Right. Because they would have easily been like, oh, yeah, he's the avatar of Amit. Yeah, he, you're, you're totally telling the truth, can't you? Sorry about that. So that <laughs> that's been answered. Did he take his cane into that meeting? I don't think he did. No, he didn't have it. No, he I didn't. Didn't, I don't remember seeing it. You would think that would be like something like he's got the cane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. <laughs> the, Which the, being like, good, like oh sorry, go ahead, Richard. No, you're fine. I'm just gonna be repeating the same stuff that I've been saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like back to one of your points about uh, you know, him being like a little little kid in there. Whenever he went to 
punch Arthur. I think that was more Mark just wanting to punch him. Like, cause at that point it was whenever they just, you know, they, I don't know if they like shut off Conchu or something, somehow made it to where like they were, they were speaking directly to Mark and Conchu couldn't like step in or something like there. But whenever I think Arthur was, you know, poking at Mark more, trying to get him riled up. And I, I think that was more of Mark kind of losing his, his cool trying to go after, go after Arthur for that. For what all he was saying about like Layla and like all the mental issues he has and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Maybe. Uh, I, yeah, I did. If it if it was, it should have been more clear because I did not get that from. Yes. I, I thought it was still Conchu to me. <laughs> yeah, because it was like he took the swing and then they forced him down. Yeah, said yeah. there wouldn't be violence there. Asked him if that was true about the. And then no, they said we want to speak to Mark. And then asked Mark oh, if that was that true over? about the sickness. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But you could be right where Arthur was trying to get at Mark to kind of take over the body again and do yeah. something stupid to invoke that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yeah, I did. I saw it differently, but that's interesting either way. The, the other thing that I had to eat, like, I don't know. I I'd go back to this, but like, Conchu was banished, but he's still free. Like, they didn't just go ahead and put him in stone. I don't know. It's just, did they not? You're cons- putting time out. Dude, yeah, I guess <laughs> it's so it's so bizarre. Like, Conchu comes off so dumb in this episode. Yeah, with that tribunal scene. But that's my well, and that's like that. I was say like the other thing that kind of came to my mind too on that is him being dumb. I mean, like whenever that kid you know cut his scarf whatever and fell mm-hmm. and uh you know mark was talking to Conchu and like hey all right so what do we need to do here and like he's like you know he mark mentioned the other gods first like if the you know if we could call them in or something he's like no you don't you don't want to do that i mean like if we call them in it won't be good and and then Conchu <laughs> calls them in basically <laughs> like instead of calls like hey can we help out here he just pisses them off like yeah i'm gonna get their attention <laughs> I mean, yeah, doesn't make sense. He's got good showmanship. I like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my thing with the whole Conchu being banished, I think what we're going to see is kind of a, a mirror of what's actually happening right now with Harrow. You know, we've talked about the origin of Moon Knight and, and Mark Specter getting the power, the fist of Conchu. You know, he was dying in front of the statue, and therefore Conchu was able to grant him life, I guess, and the power, you know, the fist of Conchu. So it seems like maybe he was encapsulated at that time and he needed somebody there that needed him to be able to take over that body to be able to release himself or whatever else the case is. And so that might be the same thing we're getting here with Amit, where Harrow can get down there to where she's encapsulated and then she can take over and become, you know, he can become the avatar for her. Uh, Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Um... And that's pretty much everything. I have like my love hate moments just because at the end we always sort of do that. I, you didn't, uh, like the transitioning between Mr. Knight to Moon Knight, but I loved when Mark takes over for a second and he's like, all right, everybody, let's just chill the F out. Let's just calm down. <laughs> oh, Steven, yeah. Every, and then he gets stabbed, and then he's just like, nope, take the body, take the body, take the body. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest moments of the episode. Yeah. I don't mind so much the humor that they're kind of, because like I said, I think they have to put humor in there. Mm-hmm. I think that they've, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of made it to where they were like, all right, we, we can't do these without humor. Like, nobody's you know that's that's probably one of the least liked episodes and i think it is more because like you've said before richard we all knew where that was going it was kind of not really needed but Mm -hmm. i guess maybe for some people it was i i hate how they've portrayed mr knight i hate it i absolutely positively hate it it just it's funny and you know i like it for the humor that it is but it's disappointing all at the same time yeah because well, like whenever I see, you know, or I think of, and again, this is still kind of based off of what we read in the comics. Like whenever I think of Mister Knight, I think of somebody like a smooth talker, you know, high class kind of guy that's just there, and you know, he'll 
whack somebody through a wall if he needs to, but you know, he's got more swagger, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like a, a good mix between like, like the comedy of de- like the thinking and comedy of Deadpool, but not as harsh. And, you know, definitely the detective and fighting style of Batman. Yeah. And it's just, and it's all in a suit and, and like a, a nice white Colonel Sanders suit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love that. I love that character. It's awesome. Yeah. So I have to at least say this because I can't really say a lot of good things, but I love, <laughs> I love Oscar Isaac's acting so far in this. Like yeah. the the scene where he transitions between, like in the desert when they're trying to figure out the the like constellation thing, and he transitions from Mark, like he rips you know the mirror off the vehicle and then he goes out and he's like, okay, you're up, and and he transitions to Steven and he puts on that goofy accent and it's like, you know, cheers. Thanks a lot. And, um, <laughs> I love the, the mirror scene, all the mirror scenes, like yeah. the one when he's in that like glass pyramid, the reflection of the knife, yep. all that's really cool. But yeah, <laughs> there's not much that I can say. Like I like the, in the credits, the moon is changing, you know, it's, it's becoming fuller each episode. That's kind of cool. That. <laughs> so, first thing, when you're talking about the the voice acting and stuff like that, I do think he does a really good job of of swapping back and forth for the most part. I noticed that I had difficulties keeping up with who was doing what at the very beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. And it was because of his voice. Like it didn't seem like he transitioned it correctly. And so I thought I was hearing Steven when he was Mark. Mm and vice versa, and it was just, like, it'd be right at the beginning of when he was talking. Like, he was, he started talking to those guys, and he's like, well, that wasn't, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, and it, mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, wait a second. Like, that's maybe a little nitpicky, but at the same time, I think it's very crucial that those be very distinct as to who's talking when, because mm-hmm. that's kind of what this whole TV show is based off of. Yeah. So, and that was... That's probably the only time so far that I've had that kind of an issue where I was like, okay, who's who at what point in time? Because that's all you got. All you got is the voice. Mm-hmm. Also, do we think that this is kind of going into a where are we going from here kind of thing, but um, do we think that we're going to get a Steven Layla interaction, like love interest thing? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I could see that like, just because of that little star map scene. She seemed right. to really like, and he, of course, he, he as Richard likes to say, it, is he, he seemed to have the Layla, Layla vapors, the vapors. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he got the vapors. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, you could just kind of see it. I, I could definitely, I don't know, but that'd be so weird at the same time. Do we care? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't either. I, I just, this whole Layla thing better set something up good. Like, because yeah. I, I don't think she's needed at all. I really don't. Like, right now she's just a nuisance. She's the reason that Harrow's got the scarab right now. And outside of that, like, what else has she been good for? You know what I mean? Yeah. She did get to like the sarcophagus good, but that's about it. Yes. Yeah. And she stabbed Beck with her like functional necklace thing. <laughs> yeah. So when I first saw that necklace, I was like, that kind of looks like one of those crescent moons that every other uh-huh. god had in mm-hmm. that thing. And I was like, there's no way that's not going to be used for something at some point in time during this whole TV show. Yeah. Did y'all get those same vibes? Yeah. My my wife really liked it. And she and then when, when she stabs the dude, she's like, oh, I love it even more now. It's functional. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a, also another reference to the Scarlet Scarab thing because if you Google him... He's got some, yeah, he's got some like Egyptian outfit, you know, where he's like shirtless and has like some kind of golden necklace and like a thing on his head. And I don't know what they're called. But anyway, I think it's another reference to that, maybe. Nice. I didn't notice them at all until she used them. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. How's your list coming, Richard? Uh, just, it's almost done or it is done. But the last thing I liked is, uh, at the end of the episode, you hear Harrow walking 
and you hear the glass in his shoes. Yeah. And but all I could think of is he's been wearing that all while like in Egypt, like the <laughs> desert. And I'm like, that's cutting up his foot. And now sand Insane. is getting into those wounds. Like, <laughs> is he gonna get an infection and just die? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the same. I said this almost the same thing. I said, Oh, look, glass and sand. Good combination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, ugh, uh, I hate the beach because of that. I hate, like, if I could just, if they could just have the water just come up to the edge where, you know, you're getting ready to walk through the beach and be like, here's your water entry point, or you can walk the beach. I'd be like, ha, water entry every time. Yeah. <laughs> on my way in, on my way out. Never touch the sand. Yeah, I just go to the <laughs> pool. Like, I'm the same way. Like, I'm I'm like Anakin from the prequels. Like, I hate sand. <laughs> like, it, it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's annoying. I just I just stay at the pool. Oh, no, I'm good with getting in the ocean. I can do that. I have no problem. It's just that, that treacherous sandy beach in between me and the sweet, sweet salt water. <laughs> and all the crap that you got to carry out across the sand. Right? <laughs> Pack mule. Exactly. Oh, all right. We got three episodes left. Where are we going from here? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> no idea. There's, I mean, I'm like, I'm with Richard. There seems to be, there seems to be so much up in the air right now. And I mean, it's going to be, I guess it'd be one good thing on the writer, even, even though he's been a little off on this one. But if he connects all the dots by the end of those three episodes, I mean, I guess that's, and it actually works, that'd be, be great. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's I mean, I just I hope that it just yeah I don't know. It's it's just kind of <laughs> I, I don't even have the words really. It's just I just hope it get it does get better. Yeah, Richard, what are you thinking? I'm thinking I'm honestly going off of what we've seen so far that it was in trailers and stuff, and what we haven't seen. Maybe next week because Conchu is gone and Mark doesn't have like the the whole Moon Knight armor suit thing. Maybe he's going to get thrown in an insane asylum at some point because we see him in that. I certainly hope that's not like the twist at the end is just this was all in his head and he was crazy and he was just daydreaming this. Like that would be a fucking awful ending. But um, I think we're going to see Jake... Maybe next week. I don't know for sure. I'm hoping. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But that's about as far as where I can think we're going right now. <laughs> so, how many episodes do you think we will go before we see the Moon Knight suit again? I'm going to go with, if they're smart, one. <laughs> like It just needs to be one. But possibly two. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope only one. And I really hope, like, I really hope that at some point we get his actual origin because my wife was like, and I'm, I meant to explain it to her, but she's like, is, uh, Mark dead? And I was like, no, n- well, no. <laughs> and and not like, I mean, it was during like the episode whenever she was asking, but, uh, yeah. So I, I really hope that they give that at some point. Technically no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. He saw the light. Yeah. But didn't go. Yeah. He was very, very close. He, How disappointed would y'all be if like we go a half episode and then we get a moon knight suit? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean like the next episode is like half the episode is him going to, to break Conchu out, Mark going to break Conchu out so that we can have the suit the rest of the the thing now that we know where the, the triangulation point goes to. Yeah, I it needs to be at least a full episode. If it's half, I'll I'll be irritated. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot. And again, it to me it kind of also depends on what all they're wanting to do in that episode. But yeah, I, I think they at least needs to have one one full episode. It would make sense to me at least. Yeah. Okay, so now we've brought up the. Uh, I had another question. So we brought up the <laughs> insane asylum. What if, <laughs> what if we end the season on him being put into an insane asylum? I'm fine with that because that would imply that there's a second season. Even though Oscar Isaac hadn't signed on. Yeah, I know. Which they, uh, uh, oh, oh man, that's a big. <laughs> <laughs> he better do like yeah. they need. This show needs a second season because I could see the second season like writing everything wrong with this first season. So like 
you know, the next season we're going to get more of Steven being the like billionaire suave, you know, entrepreneur type and so on and so forth. But I'm fine if they do that at the end. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That'd be, I could, I could see where that could be an ending there. I mean, with all they've kind of been talking about on that and, and it would be kind of weird too. I, I don't know how they would fit that in. I well, there's so much in in these next few episodes to try and get in there, but like I don't I don't see how they could fit in him being thrown into an insane asylum in the midst of all that he's trying to get done, and like how they got a hold of him. So I mean, they did a prison break episode on Falcon Winter Soldier to get Baron Zemo out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Full blown prison break, one episode. Didn't even take the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Got him out. <laughs> uh, the reason I ask that, and the reason I say that is because uh, I can't remember which volume it is, but if I remember the story correctly, Conchu did have Mark put into what was thought to be in the same asylum, and that's where he meets, like, Emmett, who's being possessed by Dr. M, or Dr. Emmett is being possessed by Emmett and things like that. And so I kind of wonder, like, will we kind of finish off and just end the season? Because then at that point, if you end it that way, yes, you could have a season two. Or you could just leave it as he's stuck in the sale asylum. Like, you never have to go revisit that character again because he's committed. Man, that would, that would I think that would piss so many Moon Knight fans <laughs> off. Uh-huh. I, like, me, I could care less because, honestly, at the end of the day, I could give two shits about Moon Knight. But... <laughs> Yeah, I could just, of course, I don't know. Like, they, they're loving this show right now. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll love it. But, um, yeah. I don't know. See, like, I, I would, I'd be kind of mad if they just locked him up and didn't do anything else with him. Cause I'm like, well, then there's got to be a huge correlation somewhere in these next three, three episodes to explain what he's doing and why and how it's going to be involved in all this other stuff that's going on in the Marvel, Marvel universe. Or, I mean, because then you just, you spent all this time creating this character and locked him up and then you didn't do anything else with it. I mean, that's just, (laughs) there'd be no point there. That would shut the Midnight Suns down pretty quick. I'll just say that. Yeah, it would. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. For Jeremy and those who don't know, the Midnight Suns is a group of like basically paranormal monster hunters, essentially. You'll have like Blade and Morbius Living Van, like creatures and things like that. It's more of a dark paranormal group that handle that kind of stuff. Mm. So the the uh, rumor going around right now is, is that it would consist of Moon Knight, Blade, because Blade's coming up, and the Black Knight. And then people were trying to throw Morbius in there, but it, it's apparent that Morbius is not in this universe at all. So don't even start throwing that in there <laughs> as Richard prays <laughs> to Conchu. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. This does not happen. Praise be Conchu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, yeah, that's, uh, I think Go- Ghost Rider's part of it too. Yeah. And, actually, and, and they actually formed in Ghost Rider. And there's other characters also, but they fight vampires and demons and yada, yada, yada. The dark hold that has something to do as well, because the dark hold created somewhat created vampires. Or did cre- or they have a correlation with dark hold and vampires? I think you were talking about that before, weren't you, Richard? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, y'all got anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just don't. Ruby Larson. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping we go an episode. I was almost gonna say like. How did you go the whole episode with no Brie Larson and no Mephisto? Like, yeah, I, I realized I couldn't. I was like trying to like think of it. I was like, I can't really get Mephisto in here. And I mean, if I got to pick one, it's always going to be Brie Larson. So <laughs> I thought you were going for a Mephisto pull earlier. And I started yeah, laughing. I did too. I did too. <laughs> did, oh, man. I missed my opportunity. Yeah. Dang it. You faked us out, man. You faked us out. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's been. 48 hours of camping, so I'm, my, my brain's kind of All right. fried. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, where can they find you at when you're not camping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can find me comfortably at uh, <laughs> on Twitch uh, playing uh, just a little bit of everything. We actually did a little bit of a Rocket League this past week. My son's kind of gotten into that here recently. I know it's been around for a long time, but 
he's just kind of recently getting gotten into it and we were playing it some and uh so it was fun but uh, yeah it was you can find me on there uh, under the handle of night fury gto it's uh night like moon night and uh yeah <laughs> richard where can they find you uh, you can find me if you wanted to contact me directly on Twitter underneath the handle Night Curry, night like day and night, and curry with a K. You can also contact us directly via Instagram. Our Instagram name is Comically Comics Podcast. And you can also send us a Gmail. And our Gmail account is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and whatnot at the handle 22 underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as we did making it. And with all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Goodbye. (laughs) All right, time out. That's it, time out. Guys, let's all calm down, yeah? We're all worked up. Let's all just, like, chill the F out and talk for a second. Take the body. Take the body, take the body, Mark.